1: Okay, so you guys remember from Podcast 402, the yes. Milan Rentals from yeah, Dan yeah. Mahoney. He wrote to us and he's yeah, yeah. going. He's getting married and he's going to be vacationing in Milan and wanting to rent a car. Yes, we, a
0: cool car. We love when you guys tell us what's happened. Dan wrote us back. We gave a lot of recommendations for crazy things to rent in Milan and I kind of stayed exotic fun and you went like classic madness. Check this out. But n- more information has come through and it's making me laugh.
1: Dan, thank you for writing back. Just an hour ago, right before we started The podcast here. He has actually looked into joeyrent.com. They got back to him. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. A couple of options.
0: This was the place that you found that rented the (laughs) old uh, Ferrari GT California. If you yeah. have the means, I highly recommend bringing one up. Which, by the way, we have a topic Tuesday coming up about movie cars, so it's appropriate that we talk about this Ferris Bueller car right now. Oh, renting very much. a short wheelbase
1: California in Italy. Very much. Although that wasn't included in the reply here, it looks like it was just <laughs> a Ferrari two forty six GT for forty nine hundred euro per day, plus a twenty two cent or twenty two percent tax daily price. And then a twenty-five thousand euro deposit on your credit card, which I'm sure most people's credit cards do not have the space for a 25000 thousand
0: dollar deposit, and roughly once you have the tax and the conversion between six and seven thousand dollars for the day, which actually is less than I would expect to be honest. Anyway,
1: by the way, this is Dario from Joey Rent writing back to Dan, and then he continues on to a Ferrari two fifty GT Lusso for 19,500 euro per day plus 22% tax for a Whoa. credit card deposit of 50,000 euros. That would be an extraordinary experience driving around Como Lake. It better be. It Yikes! better be. You could have... you Honestly, Dan could fly
0: to Italy, buy himself and his wife <laughs> yes. a hatchback, drive it into the earth, and in a week sell it and actually come out Gosh. way ahead compar- comparatively. On the brighter side, <laughs> that seems very everyday to me. You wanted an very. experience, Dan. That credit card bill is going to be an experience. hes I, I doubt they're doing that, but I, I love that he wrote back with the specific information he got from them. It's awesome.
1: On the brighter side here from Chianti Classics, there's very reasonable pricing on quotes from a new 992 Cabriolet a 488 gtb ferrari and the r8 v10 audi spider cool. cool so 300 350 a day so that's, that's, very, on realistic. The newer so that's very realistic side so it's very realistic classics not so much the the everyday <laughs> supercars were fine so yeah. dan let us know that's keep writing crazy. to us about it. what you end up deciding on i love the price structure he sent us the entire price structure and what they rent so that's pretty far. if you're wanting a car around lake como in italy <laughs> like you do like we Deonti all do classics yeah, is clearly for summer. you yeah That's awesome. Astounding.
0: Guys, thank you for being with us as always. Happy Tuesday. We do have a cool topic Tuesday coming up about movie cars. We have a a fun and, frankly, difficult car debate from Michael writing to us in Vermont and a lot of great questions coming as well. Thank you as always for listening. As you can obviously tell, we are back in the studio. We're excited about that. Been away from a little bit. And uh, so we're back doing this and we're back into kind of normal uh, situations, except speaking of not normal situations, things that are fun and different, we have the pilgrimage trip coming up. Yeah, we do. And the Utah Meetup. Both of those, all the information is on the website, everydaydriver.com. Go to the Adventures tab. You can come to the Utah Meetup. It is a total a la carte. What would you like to be involved in? You can also come to uh, the pilgrimage trip. There are still spaces available, though we are reaching deadlines for sign-up quickly. All of those come in June as far as the Don't Get Your Deposit Back and also the All Your Money is Due. All of that is in June because the trip is coming up quickly. I had an email exchange with RSR just today doing further confirmation. So it is happening. Excellent. Excellent. Everybody that is in right now, your cars are locked, which
1: is amazing. But if you're listening right now and you're thinking about coming, we can get you a car too. We could squeeze you in. (laughs) Hey, a quick correction on podcast 404. So it was the podcast just prior to this one. Matt Campbell wrote to us and offered the correction about some misinformation about the transmission in the Genesis G70. He stated that it was a ZF transmission when indeed. It is not. It's the one in the Stinger that they made in-house. Yes, it's yes. in-house. And as a matter of fact, Matt, I saw some misinformation elsewhere during my further research that other journalists have claimed the Stinger transmission is built by ZF and the Genesis G70 is built in-house by Hyundai. It is not correct. They are mm. both built by Hyundai in-house yeah. and used in a lot. The, the uh, K900, a, a lot mm. of other transmissions and... and. Uh, Great detail on breaking that down. So, Matt, thanks for the correction. Really appreciate it. What you. that proves is that you and I are not perfect. And by the way, that's going to continue happening. I, I am aware of this as constantly. We, yes, as, as we
0: continue to, to <laughs> rocket through our commentary. In fact, that reminds me of, of one question I should speak to right now because it makes me laugh. Uh, somebody asked. I have to find it. Where is it? Hang on. Um, here uh, it is. Josh on Facebook. I've noticed on the podcast that sometimes it seems your words are sped up artificially. Oh. No, they're not. No. I speak this quickly. They're
1: coming out that fast. Uh,
0: So that's the thing. Sometimes we trip over ourselves, for better and for worse. There's no uh, uh, in-post speed-up going on. I'm really talking this fast.
1: No, we never speed anything up because we want you to hear this is how we do it. And you know, even at the live debate, we were we were rattling things off we just were, this yes, fast. So yes. it, it, uh, we, we get excited. We tend to get excited. Yeah, the adrenaline bit, starts going, bit, yeah. and you get an opinion, and then you go on a rant, and then suddenly the words just fly out. So, <laughs> 400 podcasts later, here where we are. So thanks for being with us, yeah. All right, so the topic Tuesday for today, as Todd said, is movie cars. I'm, I'm labeling this as movie cars part one, because we are not come back? covering okay. all movie You're right. cars. You're right. It's a very specific category, but it does actually tie in with the movie trailer that dropped mm-hmm. just recently called Ford vs. Ferrari, yeah. starring Matt Damon and, and uh, Christian, Christian Bale. Bale yeah. Matt Damon. Yep. And so this is coming out in theaters November 15th. I'm thrilled to see this. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they're tackling a movie about cars because I think rarely do directors and producers mm-hmm. actually... Tackle car films from cars and the perspective of cars. And when they do, they end up with garbage like Driven from Sylvester Stallone. Well, I know that. I'm a, a big fan. Yeah. It was yeah. Driven. Drive is the Ryan Gosling. Driven is the I don't remember. Sylvester it, Stallone. It, it, it really, anyway, it's it really not good. Anyway, it was not good. And they, there's always some story that has to be told. But this one is actually the real story. Hopefully, yeah. But I love that it's not Enzo versus Carol, it's the development behind going yeah. after and beating uh Enzo Ferrari yeah,
0: they took on a side of it yeah it's interesting
1: so Matt Damon plays Carol Shelby mm-hmm. and uh Christian Bale is Ken Miles the yep. development driver and all the story and the and everything going on that so it it takes a lot of research yeah. To be able to reconstruct the story, we all know how it ends, yeah. but that's what's fascinating. So I'm thrilled to see this. It looks very I'm,
0: good. I'm amazed, honestly. I'm amazed this film's being made. I love when movies like this come out. It'll be, I'm very interested to see it. I'm always very surprised when films like this come out. Also coming out later this year is the movie version of the Art of Racing in the Rain.
1: Yes, I saw this, and I, and
0: I will go ahead and admit it. Look, I I can be a fairly stoic guy. Movies make me cry faster than anything on the planet. My <laughs> son like, is my, my son has looked so up. Funny, at, yeah, my son has <laughs> looked at me in a. Movie Movie like what happened to my father yeah that's <laughs> happened so 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 here's the thing the the art of racing in the rain I've talked about it for it's one of my very favorite books because it hits every button mm-hmm. it's about parenting it's about driving fast it's about dog ownership you pretty much hit me from all sides. Yeah. If the guy happened to be a climber on the side, he'd just be like, "Kill me now." Okay. <laughs> just be laid so, out on
1: the floor. So
0: I'm I'm teary covered. at the trailer because I know the story. But anyway, yeah. so that that's happening as well with Kevin Costner as the voice of the dog. The, voice of the dog. I'm yeah. not sure about that, but hey, Kevin Costner's doing lots of stuff. He's got quite a varied <laughs> history. So we're talking movie cars. The the, the two main questions are. If they do reboot Back to the Future, <clears throat> public service announcement, please don't reboot Back to the Future. I say we leave that
1: in yeah. the 80s. Uh, but if Wisconsin. they rebooted it,
0: what should be the car instead of the DeLorean, which is a good question. And that relates to the other question. Uh, the original question was Ryan. Then Andrew wrote in and said, what movie car do you wish had been a different car? So they relate. Mm-hmm. Let's dive into
1: this fun. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. So, Andrew, your question first. Which movie car do you wish had been a different car? I think it's pretty obvious the Pierce Brosnan era of Bond films Mm. needed to not be BMWs. They needed to be properly British, even though, yes, they pulled it off. They had the Z8. They had the Z3 Mm -hmm. when it was first introduced. Introduced the Z3, yeah. And it did make some good product placement. Mm -hmm. I I liked seeing that. And, you know, the producers kept justifying, like, no, no, it's going to be good. And, you know, looking back, I think, how about Pierce Brosnan driving a Jaguar XJ220? Ooh, that car came out in ninety two. Ooh, and Pierce Brosnan's film scenes were, or his film, uh, filmography was between what ninety five through oh one. Yeah, something like with, that. With yeah. all the XH2 all the films, two twenty would have been killer. How about that for a spy I hadn't car? About properly that, that's good. British, Yeah, it's still two seats. It's gorgeous and sexy and What's beautiful the... and yeah. How about that car instead of the BMW seven fifty IL that was remote controlled and. Okay, yay, but okay. large German sedan versus gorgeous
0: do British the, car? Do for the Jaguar what Q used to do for the old low-tie,
1: yeah, where it's
0: got all yeah. kinds of crazy things in it and it looks like that. I like that. Can you imagine I do like that. that car? That would have been very cool. I have to give you real props on that. I mean,
1: you know, you could go straight to Aston's and whatever Aston was doing in the late 90s, early 2000s, which would have been fine. It's
0: straight up marketing and who wrote the check is what it really is. Yeah, yeah.
1: but how about Jag? And then they had this supercar and they were so controversial. You've probably heard heard me before saying this, but Ford reintroduced the, it was the um, GT90 concept car way back in the 90s. And it was Mm -hmm. very angular Mm -hmm. and quite frankly, ugly. To yeah. bring the GT back before they brought the oh five oh six four really GT yeah. out, yeah, yeah. and then the subsequent version net, that we have now, and they destroyed Jaguar XJ two twenty serial number 0001 mm-hmm. to build the concept mm. car no. for the GT ninety.
0: This story hurts me. There every were time I hear Ford it.
1: employees. Crying and weeping over the parts shoved into the corner, one guy actually salvaged some parts, took them home, had them mounted on wood, and stuck them on his wall with a plaque memorializing these. He was a Ford employee. They were going in the garbage. Oh. You don't do that. And here's a car <laughs> manufacturer because they own Jag. Yeah. Ford owned yeah, Jag at the time. Yeah, they yeah. So they destroyed the very first serial number of the XJ220 to go build this concept car that nobody cares about. And what would that XJ220001
0: be worth now? Because mm. there's not that many of them to begin with. No. I have a serious soft spot for that car, even though I've heard it's not great dynamically. But it just have you seen it? And they were controversy it?
1: because they delivered it with a twin turbo V6 instead mm-hmm. of the promised V12, and mm-hmm. on and on and on. But it was still really fast. Yeah, yeah, and crazy looking. And I love it. Beautiful. So I'm just I'm thinking it was it was a little bit controversial. They could have promoted Jag more. Mm-hmm. Come on, Jag. How about that car? I see it. I see it. Even All though right. I love the Z8, I love the Z8. It's Crazy and cool and yeah. sexy and had the yeah, manual yeah. 400 horsepower. And it was an M5, essentially, engine in it. Yeah, cool. At the time. So, yeah, I was looking at that. Um, and then I've got a couple other, uh, well, it's not movie cars, but I've got another, actually, bit of a controversial statement here.
0: I've, I've got quite a few because I went through, I just tried to figure out, I went and found lists of, of car movies and went through the ones that okay. really struck me as we went. But I'm going to, can I start with Back to the Future? Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Can I start there? Okay. Sure. Switching so, gears. So, so please, back to please don't, I'm going to say it again. Please, please don't remake back to the future. It's yeah. only going to be worse. Honestly, it's only going to be worse. It's one of those, it's one of those moment in time film series that <laughs> it's not literally seriously, but it's not perfect, but it is so of its time and it worked better than anyone expected. Mm-hmm. It's a huge uphill battle to try to go remake that. Let's not, but I was trying I, on all of these was trying to think about what, what's the car's personality in these films on all the films what does it represent what's it trying to do
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: the delorean was a unsuccessful car <laughs> with a crazy looking shape with what seemed to be unique technology at the time that got resurrected by the film franchise
1: by the way there's another film coming out with john delorean about delorean that's coming out true, with true. alec baldwin just Shortly. So,
0: thinking about those pieces of the Back to the Future thing, I think I have the updated Back to the Future car. Oh new. No. Right. Fisker Karma.
1: Interesting. You see how
0: I got there, don't you?
1: Yeah. And
0: somehow the
1: didn't see the, that coming. But the the
0: engine with the generator creates the one point twenty-one gigawatts. I don't know, but my point is, huh. it, it's all it hits all the buttons of the it DeLorean, does. and looks weird and futuristic still. The Fisker Karma is your (laughs) back-to-the-future resurrected car, and then you still get to have Marty go, you made a time machine out of a Fisker Karma? Because everybody in the audience is going to be like, because here's the thing. You could say Tesla Model 3, but there's tons of them. It's got to be something that just seems like an oddball choice. It's got to be an oddball choice.
1: That is the Karma in a nutshell. That's the new revamped company in a nutshell. Because, hey, here's a slightly updated Karma. Want to buy one? You made a time machine out of a Fisker Karma? I went in a very different direction okay. for this. I I went futuristic, but something that is now. Okay, good. Okay. Good. You're all familiar with Frank Stevenson, former design director of McLaren.
0: Okay, now I know what you mean. Yep.
1: He revamped Mini and brought mm-hmm. the, the yeah, yeah, Mini yeah. Cooper sure. when it came back out in 05, mm-hmm. the one you had. So that was yep. Frank Stevenson design, the Ferrari FXX. The Maserati, uh, he's done a lot. He has left his fingerprint on he's, he's done some cars. He's done some work. He's done some good good work, yeah. It's my understanding he has joined a tech startup based in Munich, Germany. Okay. By a, uh, a bunch of friends who went to the technical college there. All right. And they're brilliant folks, and they have created a startup called Lilium. All right. L-I-L-I-U-M. Lilium.com. Okay. They have proposed okay. a jet.
0: I was going to say, please say hover car. Please say hover car.
1: It actually is. <laughs> I love it. Okay. It actually is. Good. As a matter of fact, in the month of May, just last month, they actually f- test flew this design for the very first time.
0: Please tell me that the tagline of the day was, where we're going, we don't need roads. Please tell me that. Are you Back to the Future fans with me at all here? Come on.
1: Absolutely. It's an air taxi that seats five people, and it's got 36 electric jet engines mounted on the flaps. Huh. It is wild looking. Okay. They could do a lot with this because yeah. of the future opportunity of every car is going to be a flying car. And why don't we have flying cars yet? And yeah. back to the future. Or and flying trains. Is flying good. and blah. And so yeah. they could go that direction. Okay, I like it. It like looks it? very different. But 36 of these electric jet engines, mm-hmm. I don't know what you do when you run out of charge. You're on like 12% charge and you're not to your destination yet. You're over water. <laughs> I don't know what happens. I Don't Don't ask me that question.
0: Yeah. There will be lawyers and, and programmers involved. They will have, they will have a fight. Yeah.
1: The team is figuring this out. Hopefully, yes. I have not found Frank on the website, but I believe he has been tasked with being the senior designer, chief designer for the new generation and what's coming yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And it's wild looking. It's very cool. They have this test flight under their belt now. And they're funded massively by a bunch of tech investors. This is happening. They're They're doing this. Lilium.com. You've got to check this out. I was fascinated when he announced he was leaving McLaren to mm-hmm. go join some mysterious tech startup. Interesting. He was teasing yeah. all over his oh. Instagram page. Here it is. They are doing it. it. It It's no rudder, no tail fin, no nothing. Wow. It's, it's okay. pretty crazy looking. So that is the Back to the Future air taxi, and it's going to be autonomous at some point. But hey, we yeah. get our light pilot's license, and we can all go fly it right now. Mm. But It's kind of a car, but not really, and so it's... How, How long does it take for air traffic to be clogged over the 405? The 405's a mess, and the 405's a mess above the 405. And is the person reporting from a helicopter also in the air, trying to report on traffic? Well, now I'm in traffic, Bob. They're, they're and this just sucks.
0: they're just standing at the Getty Center with a pair of binoculars, <laughs> going, "Trust me, it's exactly. awful. Up, down, terrible."
1: Exactly. But because the last moving back to the future, the car was flying at that point, mm-hmm. and this continues the flying thing within the future, future. I see ya. Yeah, I don't I get know what it. kind of garbage it eats to fly with uh, its Mr. Fusion power. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it's all electric at this point, and well it's done. working. So I, I have a I have a list of movies I swapped. <laughs> I'm going to try to go quick, but I have a list. Okay, do you have good, others? Good. I, I do. I have okay. actually the Miami Vice cars, which is do not that. a film. No, no, please do that. Do that right. Miami I love Vice. that. The Ferrari Testarossa was the second car. So mm-hmm. first of all was the, the um, Daytona Coupe, mm-hmm. okay? Yep, so Or yep. the uh, convertible, actually. Yeah, yeah. So great. The Testarossa was white hot, and literally it was white in the film. Mm-hmm. 1986 Ferrari Testarossa it was the talk of the town. Everybody mm-hmm. loved the Testarossa. But at the same time, Jerry Wiegert... Came up with the Vector W-8. Oh, there you go. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was all about cigarette boats and yeah. drug running and drug smuggling that, you know, yeah, for Florida roads. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or Callaway doing the Corvette oh, okay. of that era. Sure, sure, Very sure. flashy. I'm trying okay. to think, you know, Ocean Drive in Miami. Although at the time, mm-hmm. it was not what it is today. It was kind of run down. True, yeah. But, you know, let's keep up appearances for appearances' sake. I think both of those cars could be just as interesting as that Testarossa, even interesting. though I, I do think the Testarossa was a, it was great, a great choice. It was a great choice, a really good choice. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's very cool. I love it. Uh, I, I thought of uh, Herbie. <laughs> no. no. The problem with Herbie is I've just I, – I look, I know the whole thing as you're playing against type of the way that the, that the uh, bug looks. I just mm-hmm. – I can't get excited about the bug as a hero. So I thought, what about the Mini, you. the original Mini?
1: I like that. Now I know the Italian job like did it, but that. I just
0: thought, what if the Herbie was the original Mini? I would have liked that better. Sure. I, think it, I think it plays all the things they need it to do, but it, but it works a little better. Uh, I thought of uh, Baby Driver, recent film. Oh, good with the red WRX in it. Okay, I like right, that. Right. I actually think that's great. But what if it had been that vanishes in traffic, gunmetal gray Evo X? Good, good. Same idea. <laughs> vanishes <laughs> Got a in traffic. Soft
1: spot for that car. I do,
0: Love I do. It. Love it. Uh, but that brought me to this Dukes of Hazard. Been a been a TV show and a movie.
1: I was wondering, because I I toyed with this idea, Here's, but I didn't come up with anything better than I the Charger. Think,
0: well, but I, I, I'm kind of, in some ways I'm swapping, in some ways I'm doing modern versions. With Dukes of Hazard. Okay. I went, what's the modern version? Okay. okay? Think about that car. It has, it, it's apparently infinitely tunable. You can make it into whatever you want. It can survive on back roads. It can be jumped. It can go super fast. It can go down the worst road in the uh, oh old whatever road has got a bridge out. but We don't care because we got the General Lee. It's all of these things. <laughs> it's owned by guys that live in a small town that do all the work themselves. Yeah, and they're all excited about it. You know what car goes in the the modern uh, Dukes uh-oh, of Hazard? Uh oh, a WRX. <laughs> it can be a thousand horsepower. It can run on a dirt road. We can uh-huh. jump it. We t- pull it into the barn in the back, and we fix it. A WRX is the modern Dukes of Hazard car.
1: Huh. It's four doors though.
0: Yeah, but so what? They didn't use the doors anyway. I'm sure we could climb in over the window anyway. We've got to
1: Yeah, that that's pretty darn good.
0: I'm I'm working on it. Uh Smokey and the Bandit. Wow, you went there. I uh, smoke it now now doesn't that's, matter. That's doesn't, like matter holy, doesn't matter whole I say ground here. right It Doesn't here. matter what I say here, you're not gonna agree. Th- but I was just some thinking about thin ice. it needs to be a uh, big American V eight that is gonna essentially be your, be your booze runner, mm-hmm. but it's also, for redoing it in the modern time, what's big American V8, modern uh-huh. time car, uh-huh. Yeah, I went with the Trackhawk.
1: Oh, okay, okay. The Jeep Trackhawk. Oh, I thought wow. hell,
0: anything Hellcat works, and the Demon might work here too, but I just thought it's about something that can carry stuff that's flamboyant, that is
1: faster and crazier than you think, Trackhawk. And... Please, can I have a graphic on the hood of something? Oh, it's going to have anything. to have a graphic on the hood. Of course, it is. I want that. Maybe it's the the Trackhawk graphic itself, blown mm-hmm. up. It's that. It's that head. Maybe. You know, yeah, yeah. Blown up, and, and it could. I mean, look, now.
0: the demon could work. I could get it, but I but I just mm-hmm. thought Trackhawk is look. We're in because let's be honest. Because the cops <laughs> chasing him now are going to be in SUVs anyway. So I just thought well, let's just true. all do SUVs. That's true. That's, that's where I, that's why I got there. The graduate. Oh, my gosh. I I did a lot. The Graduate. Dustin Hoffman (laughs) drives an Alpha Spider. Yeah. And it became so ubiquitous that they actually had an Alpha version called the Graduate Edition. Yes, they did. So here's the question. Who's your character here? I'm going screenwriter on you. Who's your character? Does he drive a a small European convertible because he's a rich kid? Or does he drive a small European convertible that's supposed to be kind of a wah-wah car? Hmm. Hmm. So if it's supposed to be kind of a, oh, we're supposed to feel sorry for him, then it needs to be a first-gen Miata. Movie's made now, and it's a first-gen Miata.
1: Okay. That
0: means he is actually a discerning driver, but everybody that looks at him is going to be like, you drive that, if you want to make him kind of like a a little bit of a sad character. But if you want to make him the spoiled rich kid, he drives a Boxster.
1: <laughs> you put some good thought to I'm, this. I'm working on it.
0: Uh, one, I Two, I didn't actually touch because they're perfect. Okay. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I was going to say, yeah, that's that's... The thing is, the California was a thing when the movie was made, Now it is in such rarefied air, there's nothing else to plug in there. Leave it alone.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: There's some I completely agree. Don't even touch. In that similar vein, Batman has always had a myriad of cars. But I am a guy that I like the Batman when they try. I know it's, look, I I realize it's a fantasy. I get it. When they try to make it like a thing that could really happen. Mm. And because of that, Tumblr rules all. There's been some it cool, does. cool Although Batman it's cars. Bespoke,
1: it's not something you can buy, but, but yes.
0: But, but yes. that's the thing that Batman would have done, too. Totally. As I talk totally. Batman canon. If he's a guy that's a billionaire, <laughs> he would have built the, thing, the right thing. So the Tumblr rules all. Uh, I have uh, two left. Okay, go. Go. This is awesome. Mad Max, the original Mad Max.
1: Okay, was that an AMC? No,
0: the original Mad Max was, was a was a uh, Australian car, the Ford Falcon.
1: Oh, that was a Falcon. That's right. It was right. a
0: Falcon right. and it was a V8 Interceptor.
1: Okay, okay. The
0: modern version of that, you black out a GT350 Mustang, you murder it out. Because it was supposed mm. to be one of the last mm. of the big V8s, it's got to have a rumble, it's got to have mean looks. An all black, murdered out GT 350 is your new Mad I Max car.
1: Although I do like what the reboot did with Charlize Theron, and I, I did like well, that yeah, movie a that lot. Fury Road the, was cool. The direction they went with that yes. film was yes, actually it was very cool, great, uh, surprisingly good actually. Yeah. So that
0: that's but I was just thinking if we're gonna do like the original Mad Max car, mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. do GT 350 murdered that, out. That would be great. You know, it's rusted in places, but it still got that engine. And then my last I love one, it, love it. I saw this movie recently. It doesn't hold up, oh, by the way, but I saw this movie recently, Rain Man.
1: No kidding.
0: In Rain Man, there's a whole thing about he's trying to sell uh, – uh, the, the opening shot is the L.A. skyline with a with a Countach being pulled through it. Okay. Because they're lowering it off I a ship. I don't remember this movie well yeah, at all. I, I, I just saw it recently again. But anyway. No kidding. Tom Cruise was like 12. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> yeah no <laughs> but kidding. Anyway. But, but one of the big things in that car is uh, – in that movie is he takes – Dustin Hoffman, his brother, cross country in their deceased father's Buick. Okay, right, right, right. That Tom Cruise has never been allowed to drive. Right, And his autistic brother was allowed to drive. I'm an excellent driver. That's that thing that keeps happening, okay? Okay. But I just thought, I want to push that further. It should have been a Packard. Interesting. A big old convertible Packard because... Tom Cruise's character is in the exotic car business. It's a car he never got to drive. The Buick's not exotic enough. It needs to be something that nobody even makes that brand anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was the thing in its day. So I went Packard. Packard.
1: Wow. Very good. I love I had it. I
0: much fun with this.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. So, obviously, there's got to have to be a part two, but there's a wrap-up question from Redphone Media on Facebook. First of all, do we think the new Ford versus Ferrari movie will impact or improve the ratings for GTE racing like Rush did for Formula One? Do we think that this yeah. will even come close? Uh, it's going to certainly give awareness. But I don't know that the ratings are going to spike by any sense.
0: And honestly, I don't think Rush helped Formula One that much. I think the people who were kind of interested in Formula One watched Rush and are now more interested. But the number of people I've talked to where – Rush is not that old. And there were established stars in it. Yeah, right. And it was made by Ron Howard. Okay, this was not like some little tiny indie movie. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. The number of people I've talked to who when I bring up the movie, they're like, what movie now? I, I, no, I didn't yeah, see exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. It I, was called I, oh, Rush. Wait, what? Oh, maybe I mean, maybe I remember seeing a a trailer or something. No. People don't even know that movie existed
1: unless they're car people. So I think this one, I hate to say it, is probably going to be in the same boat. Okay, part two on that question: If we could go back to 1990, knowing what we know now about the automotive market and mm. current trends, mm. what business would we start in 1990? <laughs> well, for me, it'd be anything having to do with subscription. Any, oh, any, sure. Sure. Uh, with the current thought that you, you buy now and then the, the changeover, just like software is now. And we're yeah. all grinding right, yeah. our teeth at mm-hmm. Adobe and yeah, you know everybody else. While but they rake in cash. Exactly right. Yeah. So anything that would, f- you know what? This could easily translate to a subscription model for whatever. Mm, Maybe okay. it's. All right. But I'll tell you, the big one is an infrastructure, a different infrastructure, especially for charging, even though oh, interesting. electric vehicles were not a thing. Mm. I mean, the, the Saturn didn't come out till 94, and that yeah. was just the EV1. the EV1. That was just one, a tow yeah. yeah. you know, in the pool, barely, but something that could easily transform into competing against hmm. gas stations. Wow, look at you. Or... Okay integrating it into gas stations so it would be yeah. half and half. One side is gas, one side is electric, and maybe if you're an oil company you would think that far ahead to be able to easily hmm. you know, lay the cable wherever your gas stations are, or whatever, sure, so sure, you have sure. the infrastructure right there. But, you know, of course, hindsight, right? Yeah, amazing. I'm going to leave you alone there. That's great. All right. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's going to be a movies, Movie Cars Part 2 coming. Telling you. Thank you for the topic Tuesday, all of you guys, and uh, we've got a great debate coming up next, but we're taking a break for now. We'll be back.
0: We've all got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. I've got an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance to that list. And the good thing is you don't have to
1: drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, yes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Having extra money in your pocket
0: might be the most rewarding thing you do today. We're often asked how we find the cars we recommend because we do a lot of research for the show. Local or nationwide, our searches start with our friends at Auto Tempest. Instead of searching each car site separately, you can
1: enter your parameters into Auto Tempest one time and search them all at once. You can see results from Cars.com, Cars Direct, eBay, and more, or you can jump to AutoTrader and CarGurus without entering anything new. You can even search all of Craigslist nationwide. You know how hard it is to search Craigslist all at once? You can with Auto Tempest. Autotempest can help you find
0: your next new or used car if there's a dozen in your neighborhood or two in the entire country. Plus, the folks at Autotempest actually do listen to this very podcast right along with you, and they're always looking for ways to refine the site to make it better. They already have research tools, buyer and seller guides, and are listening to what features users want.
1: So if we give you drive homework or you're chasing your dream car or you're just looking to feed the disease, Autotempest.com is the place to start. Heck, I was honored an hour ago.
0: We're back with a lengthy and difficult, just, just to, to really make it fun, a lengthy and difficult car debate. Uh, Michael writing to us from Vermont. Uh, his, his wife has had it. She's, she's kind of done yeah, she with has. cars. They've had a, a myriad of hacked. cars with various problems. And, uh, and so we're trying to find her. I mean, look, we're going to unpack this. It goes deep hang on for the next four hours. No kidding. This, this is like a multi-scroll email, uh, but I'm going to try to headline it real quick if I can. I, the think headline, I think it's good that you do. The headline is, can we find them a $12,000 car that will haul them, the two kids, the nearly 90-pound dog, <laughs> that will be reliable, and she will enjoy driving.
1: That's... The the That's a lot. underlying thing here is that she is just fed up and kind of looks at cars like utility, as in your gas bill, your water bill, the house payment, and the cars are just a utility. She's lost the feeling, the fun of driving is gone. Is everybody else hearing that you've lost that loving feeling? From totally. Top Gun? Is I was going to sing it for you. Yeah, but I d- let's not do it. No, we're not going. We're not going to sing it. We're I, just, I we just off know that it exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So they go way back. This will be her daily. She lives two miles from her office, good roads. Mm-hmm. As Todd said, they've got the kids. They go to daycare four miles away. They currently have a 2018 Honda Odyssey van, which she will drive only under duress, apparently. So that means so Michael's driving that. Michael's driving this currently. <laughs> Six it's years ago. lose-lose here, no honestly. Kidding. All right, so get this. <laughs> they each owned their post-college cars for 12 years. Wow. Purchased them brand new, amazing maintenance-free years of a Saturn Ion 2 and a Honda Civic. However, okay. neither car hit 100,000 miles. One died from rust and old age. The other met a deer on the interstate. So, but, th- but I thought of that, they each had them for 12 years, never really put many miles on them.
0: One rusted out and the other one got killed. Mm-hmm. I mean, reliability is relative here. Sure. I mean, they didn't have to sure. do much to it. But-, but
1: their lifestyle has changed and their you know, got the family and they're doing more driving and Michael's commuting and all that stuff. But the
0: big thing I keep wondering about here is hearing that part of the story, they didn't put very many miles on cars they bought new and didn't beat on. So to have, to to come, to come at a used car for where we are, $12,000 and want that kind of reliability is near impossible. A car that you bought new, and you drove very little. It's going to generally just run. If you drive it regularly but not much, it's probably just going to run. Anyway, so we're fighting that battle as well. Pretty much.
1: All right. Well, yeah, we we can argue that. But, you know, in the second year of, uh, well, actually six years ago, they bought a new Ford Fusion Energy with an I. Energy. Mm, The
0: Energy. Yeah. They
1: loved it. Mm -hmm. It's been her favorite car yet because of the seats. Plush and comfy. Instant torque. Good ride. Heavy, he said, but it drove well just like the 67 Buick Riviera it was heavy but drives well <laughs> road hug and weight <laughs> totally come on down to
0: Buick come on down see us. it's all heavier here I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep going unless you stop me, Sorry, <laughs> me okay anyway. all right so
1: in the second year of life this energy spent 40 days out of 200 in the shop for miscellaneous warranty issues like peeling paint and you know various things and they that's that's why they come back to practical and Just reliable. Mm -hmm. You need a reliable Mm two-car fleet. So what they decided to do is lease a 2016 Honda CRV EX because of, you know, all the reasons, practicality. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. But there's no excitement there. It's just okay. Mm -hmm. And they said the wind noise drowns out the radio and conversation. (laughs) Okay.
0: It's just a sad story here. It just gets sadder, Michael, honestly.
1: So ultimately... They're going to get rid of it when the lease goes off Christmas 2019, but his wife is tired of being what she has termed car poor. Mm, They've made payments for six years and come this December, they'll have nothing to show for it. Mm. That is tough. That is tough. True. I mean, when you lease, you've let that dream die. You have now changed your mindset towards, okay, I'm kind of renting a car mm-hmm. at a higher level and I get more for it and I've, I've got all these rules and restrictions to abide by, otherwise I'm going to get you know clobbered when the yeah, lease is up, yeah, yeah. but you're not in the, well, I, I end with a car. Once I get to the end of this, no, you'll just trade in for a new lease and it continues in perpetuity unless you purchase something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been the old models. Companies are trying to fix this with subscription and Mm -hmm. ride sharing and all that stuff, but but that still exists. Yeah,
0: and and, and you make a good point here because the thing is, this, there, there's roughly a $12,000 budget for the next three years. Mm-hmm. But that does break down His to, wife is mathy. We are not mathy. We are not mathy. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you're listening to this podcast with your wife hoping we're going to be mathy back, you may as well just turn it off now. It, exactly. it really, because we're not going to go anywhere that's going to make much math sense. Whiteboarding but, uh, and bubble it, charts are not going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh, Jason Finsky can help you. I am really <laughs> exactly. very lost. Exactly. But, but the thing about it is if they are willing to lease, I think this problem is very solvable. Because that $12,000 right. 12, for three years is roughly 350 bucks a month, and they could go lease something new, and it's reliable, or they have a loaner car. Let's be honest. It would be reliable. Yeah. If it's in the shop, they have a loaner car, which means the hassle is mostly solved. It would be brand new, which means it probably wouldn't have many many problems, and they could get what they need. But at the end of three years, their car poor
1: again. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They'll have essentially nothing to show for it. So that headspace has to disappear if you're going to go leasing. So they don't want another shop king, which Mm -hmm. I get. Shop king, shop queen, whatever that is. They they don't want persistent maintenance. They just need a car that runs in spite of them, as we have said before. Mm -hmm. All right. So they have... um, Given us, Michael's given us a long email where it does get rather mathy about breaking down the costs and <laughs> what they're willing to spend, and yeah. they broke it down as a a monthly utility is what they've done. Yeah, that's here is how they're, looking, is at how they're yep. looking at the yep. car, not just as the car itself, but how much money is going into it. Just like you would say, mm-hmm. our cable bill is too high. What do we do to solve the problem? Okay, we're going to do these apps and you know these local yeah. channels, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's it to get the price down per month. Which is why they've. Reached this twelve thousand five hundred dollar per month or purchase price overall purchase price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm pretty close. I have I two think I'm close. I have two that
0: I've come to, and I've and I'm not thrilled with either of them, and I'll tell you the reasons why. But I have two that I think because the the biggest problem I'm having here is checking every box. I can check some and not others. Hard to do. I agree. The the needs to be reliable is harder when you get a car you bought for twelve thousand dollars. Yeah. Needs to be reliable, needs to have a lot of room to carry family stuff is really hard if you want it to be any fun to drive. If we're going to pull his wife back from the edge of, I don't like cars, we need to chase fun to drive, (laughs) but then we got to put a bunch of stuff in it. Right. I mean, it'd be really easy to say, okay, you have a minivan already, Michael. Your wife wants to find fun in cars again. You guys need to get a Miata for half your budget and be done because when you need to haul stuff, you haul it in the van. Otherwise, the two of you just drive the Miata, or she drives the Miata just to, to run an errand real quick, and she will love driving again, and it costs you nothing, and it will just run. Well, she but won't drive does. the van. Is the problem exactly? Ever. Well, that's the thing. Michael's going to be hauling everybody around, mm-hmm. but the problem here is, then you don't have any utility in that car. We've solved the cheap, reliable, totally. fun to drive problem, totally. but we don't have any utility. At all. This is honestly, this tied my brain in knots. I think I have two Miata with the trailer. <laughs>
1: Miata kids and dogs with the trailer trailer with the luggage. Thank you for listening.
0: Miata with the trailer. Uh, Enjoy Vermont. Yeah,
1: (laughs) It's awful. All right. So you've got two. I've got two as well. And I think think I'm pretty close. It's hard. As you said, everything's a massive compromise. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So here we go. 2014 Mazda CX-5 all-wheel drive. Ah, okay. You can get the Sport of the Grand Touring from Pressman Auto here in Salt Lake City. This is a 2014 with 27,000 miles for 13k.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of intriguing.
0: As as CUVs go, the CX-5 is fun to drive.
1: It is. It is in that category. Any CUV that we select here, because it will fit yeah. kids, dog, and you know, yeah, bagfuls of Cheerios. Yes. They're which, not going to be generally footed. Which to will drive. be
0: thrown and then eaten by the dog. There's, there's all. It's, it's like a I circle still, of life inside that car. Honestly, I still think
1: yeah. Miata with a trailer. <laughs>
0: kids and dog a in the trailer.
1: Problem solved. Trailer. Yeah, it's just a big bubble wrap trailer. It's going <laughs> to be great. You, didn't you have a trailer test your car? Yeah. What? Wait. Where'd the trailer go? <laughs> the dog's taking care of the kids. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but there's this car that I thought of that. Driving fun could mean turbo punch. It could oh, mean lively okay. off the All line right. and lots of good power or just the feeling of good power. All right. Also, Michael's wife likes short cars, small cars, because both of them are shorter. Yeah. Yeah. So there was this first generation 2012 Acura RDX with mm. the technology package because, again, they also want tech. They'll either sure, rip their sure, sure. nav out of the car and put something that supports Android Auto or they'll try to find a car with it. But mm-hmm. I want you to be in something as new as possible. And for that budget, I found 2014 or 2012 Acura RDX. Now, this first generation has the inline Ford that is turboed with a five-speed. Okay. For the second generation, they replaced the turbo with a V6 and a six-speed. Okay. So they changed okay. the recipe, right. but the car is still short. And this, actually, the first gen, I found for twelve nine. dollars Hmm. The one I found, uh, it was low miles in the 70 ish, 75,000 miles, which means it's going to run. But let me make the case for the fun part. Mm-hmm. It's because of Acura's SH all wheel drive, super handling all wheel drive. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm which sorry. sounds yeah, yeah. like a badge exercise only. It's it's a fantastic
0: looking badge. The marketing yeah. team. Yeah.
1: But it's actually a thing.
0: It is. I, I it's will agree with that. It's actually
1: yeah. surprising and it. The way the handling, well, the way the drive system works makes it feel as if the car is quite responsive, and it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's surprising for what it is. It's surprising for on the MDX. It's surprising on the RDX.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: Very intriguing, and again, Mm. it is beyond just a marketing gimmick. It is not just a badge. They have made these cars respond and dive and go through corners quite well.
0: Yes, they have done very
1: well with it. So it's a small SUV, and so... RDXs. You can choose first-gen or second-gen. Do you want a turbo? Do you want the V6? Mm. I think because you had this Honda and it just runs, you will warm to the reliability, the longevity, the styling works. I think you could like these, and they're pretty durable in terms of wear and tear as well. This is my massive... Okay. Trying to trying fit to everything, triangulate into, it. Yeah, sure. Trying to take everything to consideration. Mm-hmm. I think the RDX is is here. I wouldn't go Tiguan because it's German and maintenance. And
0: yeah, and the Tiguan's were. Yeah, I it was wouldn't do that. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't do German. Yeah. I wouldn't do American. I would do the Acura. Okay. And especially with that SH all-wheel drive. All right.
0: I think you've done well there. Trying to bring it I think back. You've done well
1: and
0: there again. <laughs>
1: I found them for 140,000, 150,000 miles. So if you buy one with 70 or 80, Michael, mm. you're good mm. for at least five years. Yeah. And I genuinely stuck to your price point because. Well done. You know, I, I think I would probably get a letter from your wife if I didn't. With math. With, with math and be, diagrams. It would be a letter mostly with
0: math. Pie charts and, and, and bar and we charts. we would just pass out and that would be not good. It might be a spreadsheet yeah, or two. We'd miss pro- podcasts for yeah. sure, yeah. That's where I'm at. Okay. All right. I, I want to speak to one thing he mentioned in his lengthy email that they have kind of looked at that I want to say look at that again. Okay. And then I have two ideas, neither of which I love. You did say, though, Michael, you have bumped into a couple of Lexus Sport Cross. Oh. So the original IS300 with the, with the wagon, right. the Sport Cross. And your wife kind of goes, oh, those are cool. <laughs> Follow that rabbit trail, Michael. Please. <laughs> any Please. She's, she's already saying those are cool. You said you've lost them before you had a chance to buy. Chase that car. If mm. she's already saying that's interesting, she thinks it's interesting, it's rear-wheel drive, which yeah. is what I'd really like for you guys to have for fun. It's True. not a very big wagon. I really think... That could be your car. You're going to have to chase it, though, because there's not many. You said the ones you've actually found seem to instantly vanish. Of course they do, because people either know that car and chase it, or it doesn't exist. Or the rust eats it, so it vanishes. Well, who knows? But, but I mean, come on. Lexus Sport Cross. your wife is already intrigued. I think you need to chase that and see where it goes. But I thought of two others.
1: Hmm. Interesting. One,
0: yeah, I, I like that they, they had that Sport Cross idea. Yeah. One is, this isn't high in the fun-to-drive category. I think it checks every other box honda cross tour
1: i i look look it's
0: not a it's not a beauty queen but we're talking about we want to get away from appliances <laughs> that was delicate yeah we <laughs> want to get away from from appliances but yet at the same time it has to have great reliability in a lot of space the honda accord is one of the best driving front wheel drive sedans generally okay. speaking. Yes. Now it's wearing a backpack because it's the cross tour. okay? <laughs> cord with a backpack. Yeah, so it's that. It's a, it is a cord with a backpack. <laughs> I, but, I, but I actually think it might be decent to drive. It's not going to be great to drive. I want to be perfectly honest. It's not yeah. going to be great to yeah. drive. But it might be decent to drive. It will be reliable. It's got a lot of space. You know and like Hondas. I think it's an option. I don't love it, but I think it's an option because mm. I think it checks every box but the fun-to-drive category okay. where I think it's okay. going to be fine. Okay, okay. Then... Speaking in rear wheel drive, I did a little bit of digging. Get yourself and, and go just shop with your with your price max of twelve and a half, thirteen thousand dollars, get yourself a whatever the newest one you can get, a Mercedes Benz E class wagon. Now, follow me for a second. Follow me for a second. I went to German land. I know that's scary. I went to use German land. I know that's scary. I've got a lot of them in front of me.
1: (laughs) Use German land.
0: Okay. I've got a lot of them in front of me. Literally, I've got everything from like 2006s to 2012s. Yeah. Okay. I got on Consumer Reports for you, Michael. I went this far for you, Michael. On Consumer Reports, the E-Class generally is average reliability across all cars. It's average reliability with the exception, there's always these exception, inexplicably of 2009. Don't buy a 2009. Apparently. But the rest of them are average or above average. And I I know a couple here in town. Mm. Our friend Chris, who has that that great 911. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. His wife drives... An all-wheel drive E-Class wagon. They still they have, have that? four or five cars in their in their driveway. <laughs> not beca- by the way, yeah. not because they're rich, but because they buy used cars and they generally break. And so they have cars sitting
1: in their Except driveway. Except for that Montero that he keeps running. Except
0: for the Montero that refuses to break. Ugh. But but they've had they've had just about every brand you can think of, and SUVs and cars, and they almost always break. And this E-Class wagon, yes, it requires maintenance intervals, but it just runs. We had one of the most mm. epic winters ever here. They had the uh, Nokian Haka Politas on it. Great. And, well done. and in the worst snowstorms, his wife was like, I don't even think twice. She's like, I've just got it. Fantastic. And it runs all the time. It's the car they most use as a family. And when they bought it, they both, he and her, her more than him, were like, really? That's going to be a money pit. And it's the one that runs. No kidding. It's the one that always runs. Now that that's obviously that's just anecdotal evidence from my friends that have one, but this consumer reports backs up the fact that this is not a money pit car.
1: So, your rear wheel
0: drive, your German luxury, you have a lot of space. Look. This is all I could do for you, Michael. This is a <laughs> hard compromise, and it's and it's mathy, so I'm a little terrified.
1: Huh? Did did it say anything about the E55 AMG wagon from that, that era?
0: That's not going to be uh, that's not oh, going to be darn. cheap or reliable because it has everything happening. I'm just talking about get yourself just a the wagon, regular not a not a crazy, yeah, you know, 350, maybe, 320s, those uh, kind of guys. Okay, well,
1: Michael, maybe your wife could get into drifting her E55 wagon and you know rediscover Tell driving. There's them. a lot of them out here. There she are could quite be a few. drifter, but you know, honestly, have fun with your Miata with a trailer. And uh <laughs> hope that works. We're solving
0: problems. out with trailer. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, questions. We've got to jump to questions real really quick. Let's see here. Uh Glenn Anthony Bruno Jr. on Facebook asked a question from a couple podcasts ago. If we could take one vehicle back to the past to a specific designer to show them what their car eventually morphed into, what oh, would wow. it be? Or, you know, who would you bring back from the past to show what cars have become. Mm-hmm. He gives the example of the Dodge brothers from the past and show them the Hellcats, of course. And then, you know, what they unleashed on the world when they created this. Yeah, I would actually go with Harley Earl. because I wondered of, if you would. You know, what he yeah. Yeah, established yeah. as cars as desirable objects mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. fashion items that you change after two, three, four years yeah. or six months if you're rich. But how, how about... You know th- those. Bring Harley Earl forward and show him the Gucci Fiat Five
0: Hundred. Oh, may- maybe not show him that. He actually, maybe he might not. find that the the perfect car because it is literally merging fashion and car. Literally, yeah. they are. I, I'm not saying it's a good idea, but just hmm. because of his sensibilities, I'm
1: wondering if he'd be just like, "There you go, and you've done it." <laughs> I was also thinking about designers like Virgil Exner and Raymond Lowy. They're notable designers.
0: Uh, Give me something they did, just so I frame a reference.
1: Um, uh, Studebaker. Virgil Exner was Studebaker's. Great, Great. okay. And love tail fins and love the large sweeping cars. And then show him compacts and show him Mm. the future electric. Show him a Jaguar I-Pace. Oh, wow. You know, let's talk about CUVs and why these are almost <laughs> why, the same why size. Why can't get rid of them. <laughs> well, yeah. Same size as these giant American cars of the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they do more. They've got, you yeah, know, interesting. What, what are they now? They weigh the same and they're not just huge doors, that kind of thing. Love the question. Very That's
0: interesting. very cool. Uh, Saul Prez on uh, Facebook said he bought a 2019 Mazda Miata R-F-G-T. Oh, I like that. He said our podcast was a, the part of the bad influence there. Fantastic. I love that you bought it. You're very excited about it. it. It's got you just thrilled. You're loving your car, which is exactly what we're going for. It's making you go to the track for the first time. Mm. And now you're worried. Should I be concerned okay. about tracking my only car? A couple of things here real quick, Saul. First off, make sure you find out your car versus your local track regulations or the group, NASA group or whatever sure. you're yep. – because. Various tracks or groups have different regulations for convertibles. The RF, I have heard, literally, I have heard conflicting information on the RF. I have heard, oh, yes, it has that hard top that closes. You're fine. I've also heard, no, 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 you're not. You need a roll cage. You need to check with your local group to find out their regulations. Generally, not all the time, generally, groups are okay with folks that have even straight-up convertibles if they're in the beginner group because you're not going to go that fast. But depending upon your group, again, you've got to check that. Hopefully Mm -hmm. you're fine in that regard, regulation-wise. Beyond that, the main thing you're going to go through, especially with the Miata, which doesn't weigh that much, tires and brakes. Mm -hmm. If you are willing to consume those items Mm -hmm. and you're not going to track the car all the time, I say just go. Plus, when you go to the track for the first time, you're not going to consume nearly as much as you will a year from now when you've done 20 track days. Right, the guy right. on the track day for the first time, honestly, you're going to go home, unless you drive something big and heavy that's really fast, you're going to go home with tires and brakes left because you're not going to corner nearly as fast as you could, and you're also not going to nearly brake as much as you could to wear through stuff because you're still cautious. You're a, you're a newbie, okay? Right. So I think for your first time out, just see what your consumables are. It's going to be brakes and tires. Otherwise, that car is probably just going to hold up.
1: Yeah, yeah, excellent. Question from Richard Lindsay here. What is the most unusual, unlikely, or unexpected thing we've accomplished our daily triple with? <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Let's just say Honda pilots are really scary at 100. Yeah, they are. They're, They're just are. Scary. They genuinely are, yeah. <laughs> My expedition less so, even though there's a lot of wind noise. Yes. Because this huge brick, it's, it's also the color of a brick. It's a shipping going container on. <laughs> going 100.
0: Yeah. Once you get it there, you realize I'm a train. Nothing yeah. can stop
1: me now. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, I, the only way I accomplished it was going down a hill, and then the, the uphill on the other side was the savior because then I could just let off the gas. We're coming down off speed, apply some brakes.
0: Interstate as runaway truck ramp. I like it. Yeah. Yank the parachute handle. Seriously.
1: No. <laughs> yeah. Honda pilots are, they, they'll do it. Most modern cars will just do it. Yeah. But yikes.
0: That's funny. I like that a lot. Uh, Let's see what else we've got here. Uh, Stephen Hartman says Never driven a rear wheel drive car. Oh. If I go Turo one for a day, will I be able to tell the difference? He's Depends a su- on the he's rear-wheel a, drive car. He's a Subi fanboy.
1: Okay, okay. So it's
0: all-wheel drive. What am I missing, or is it just hype? A uh, couple of things here, Steven. Yes, I think you're going to feel it, but you're going to have to pick something that is known for good rear-wheel drive dynamics. Mm-hmm. Don't just pick something randomly. Look, I think, honestly, you would feel it in anything rear-wheel drive, but pick something that you know already has good rear-wheel drive dynamics going in, and that will help you know the difference. It, you're going to notice at low speeds the turn-in is going to seem slow to you because the front wheels aren't pulling anything anywhere. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that's going to, like in a parking lot, you're going to be like the the all-wheel drive or front-wheel drive stuff turns in faster. But the lightness that is created on the front end and the information that is possible because those front wheels don't have anything else to do is quite profound as a difference. Will you like it? I I think that's up to you. I mean, you may still be like, I prefer my all-wheel drive. Okay, fine. But there is a difference. I mean, look, I'm going to go to an obvious one. Pick anything that... Is known as look Miatas, anything from the Porsche catalog, anything that's mid-engine. If you can, eighty-six and then Toyota eighty-six it, is Toyota up there. eighty-six is a great one because it's also very light. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the lighter stuff that has it that's known for information is going to be the stuff that's really going to tell you.
1: We have got some car care questions here. Uh-oh. First of all, from Johnny Francovelia, In light of my car care explanations. He's curious what Griot's products would be included in a starter kit. Good news. As a matter of fact, they make starter kits. They do. By the way, it includes car washing soap. And if this Mm. sounds strange to you and you're using Dawn on your car, please do not use Dawn because (laughs) Dawn Dawn removes grease. And the
0: Windex. Please don't do either of those. Do not
1: use Windex either. And I'm not a fan of Armor All. Just I've never been a fan. Anyway, wax on your car is a form of grease. (laughs) Dawn removes grease. Oops. Don't do that. But they make specific (laughs) car wash soap and... you. You need a good selection of rags, and then you need to embrace the headspace of proper rag colors for different jobs. So I, I'm not
0: there for yet. The windows. I'm sitting. I'm sitting at Paul. Trim, Paul's feet going. One for the sheet metal. Keep teaching me. Yeah. And
1: one for the dirty rags. So when you open your door and you do the door jam and you wipe that out and the underside of your door because that's where water and soap collects, it's it's, it's a new world. But yes, Grails has <laughs> starter car care kits, <laughs> and uh, yeah, at least car wash soap, and speed shine. Rags. And uh, some good rags, and then probably a sheepskin wash mitt. It's an investment, but they last, and they're great. Okay. Wow, you, you keep killing on that. Well done. <laughs> Seth Klein is asking about rail dust, which is tiny rust-looking spots that where's where, where uh, dirt and debris collects on light cars, especially white cars. Is there a way to get this off easily, or do you have to clay bar your car every couple of months? And are your is clay mm. barring bad for your paint? No. As a matter of fact, it is great because it microscopically grabs onto all those particles that you can feel yeah, yeah yeah here's here's the challenge is touch just run your fingers lightly over your paint before you do the clay bar and then do it again afterwards and you'll mm-hmm. be shocked at how yeah. smooth it is it's just removing all those microcontaminants coming up out of your paint so no it does not hear, hurt your paint it's a, a lot of effort six months is probably max i'd say hmm. but uh at least a year I ought to clay bar my car for the first time
0: ever. A Not McFarlane, calling anybody out. A. McFarlane wrote on Instagram and said, okay, he just drove. He had one of those exotic car experiences. He drove a 458 Ferrari and a Huracan, local supercar drive. What do I do? What does he do now to treat this insatiable urge to buy a 458 above all else? <laughs> Uh, okay. okay.
1: Caution to the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You wanna, Are you going to get Do You're going to destroy your retirement fund and all this kind of yes. stuff. Yes. No, my question for you, honestly, this is what you really need to figure out. I don't know what you drive daily, but my guess is the 458 was a – I mean, the Huracan was probably the all-wheel drive, so you've got a, a rear-wheel drive, mid-engine car feel. My guess is that's a long way from what you normally drive. Yeah. My question for you, honestly, is what did you like because – I don't think you need a 458. I think you can find what you liked, and I don't know what that is, but I think you can find what you liked at a realistic budget, and you could probably do it within the next calendar year. Mm -hmm. But you're going to have to understand, what did I connect with? Because I suspect it's not, because it was a Ferrari 458. I think... Was it rear-wheel drive dynamics? Was it mid-engine feel? Was it the steering feel? What was it that mm. made you like it? I'm not saying you wouldn't like having a 458, but let's pull it back to reality and figure out what, what connected with you because I think there's an alternate car out there.
1: Question from Matthew Hickey asking, what is the best way to encourage his wife to drive enthusiastically, <laughs> especially in the
0: turns? Good luck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he wants her to push her car, but her definition, definition of pushing seems to mean barely pushing the throttle past 50%. Matthew, it's going to be hard to ask her to do anything that is not in her comfort zone Agreed. to just go push because when we say push, we know it means everything. You're mm-hmm. pushing, you're yeah. digging in deeper, you're braking later, mm-hmm. accelerating harder, all those kinds of things. But if you don't have any experience or training to know how a car will respond when you push it, it's too much to ask them to go push. It's too much. Yeah. yeah because yeah. that's that's a comfort zone thing. Mm-hmm. And you're now trying to ask her to go out of the comfort zone totally. into a, a totally. realm where car control is now a, or lack thereof is a possibility. She mm-hmm. might lose mm-hmm. control of the car. So to even be able to ask the question, you've got to provide her with better training. Mm. So what is that? Is that an autocross? Is that Letting somebody else, not you, teach her about cornering, braking. <laughs> yes. Just yes. how about the proper line? I mm-hmm. see so many on on the favorite turn at Kimball Junction. I yeah. still see yeah, yeah. people taking the, the corner just on the inside. I'm thinking, I'm not doing anything. I'm touching neither the throttle or the brake. Yeah. I'm coasting through the turn, and I catch up to you through the turn. Yeah. By virtue of the line alone. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Of course, sure. we're yeah. always taking the line, even at low speeds, right? We're always taking yeah. the racing line. Mm-hmm. How about you teach her first, the racing line? Maybe it starts with video games mm. and how to control throttle and brake and inputs, jumping yeah. off the gas, all those kinds of things. Because you cannot ask her to go push unless she feels comfortable doing so. Step yeah. one. What
0: and, is and I'm going to ask the question before that. The, forget step one, step zero. Does she care to learn this? Well that's Because if she great really point. doesn't, I, that's just a fight <laughs> waiting to happen, so we'll just step away from that. If she's interested, I think karting would be great and autocrossing her own car would be great because autocross is a right. big parking lot. What are you going to do? You're going to take out a cone?
1: Unless it's a big SUV like an Expedition. But I still think not autocrossing
0: small. her own car, she's not going to set lap records, but she's going to go, oh, my gosh, it does that. right. I didn't which, know tires could do Which I fat. think would be really interesting. Sure, sure. Uh, Batter Up has an interesting question I want to cover real quickly, even though this could be lengthy. I'm going to go quick. Okay. If we were in charge of designing a mid-engine sports car for Toyota, ha, ha, ha. how would we design it? <laughs> where would it go? Like, where would it go in the lineup? Okay. And because this is their pattern, who would they align with?
1: Oh, I want to hear your thoughts on this. This is good. This is
0: good. It goes between the 86 and the Supra. Yeah. So its budget is forty forty five to buy one. Okay. It's small, mid-engined. Yeah. And they partner with GM, so it comes with Magnetic Ride. Oh. And GM resurrects the Fiero name and makes their own. Oh. You see where I'm going? Wow. You see where I'm going? This is great. We're chasing less than three thousand pounds. It is a small specialty car, mid-engine, Magnetic Ride. (laughs) Whatever. There's no Pontiac to resurrect Fiero, but you'd have to do what it is. And and look, I'll tell you what it is. I'll go you one further. It's the Corvette lineup I've been talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's the new sub Corvette. (laughs) Where did you go? Where did you go?
1: This partnership is not unprecedented. Because okay. of the manufacturing plant that is now the Tesla factory mm-hmm. in California yeah, used to be you're the right. Numi plant you're right. that made GEOs. Remember the GEO mm-hmm. brand? It was the mm-hmm. Toyota General Motors Joint Venture. And that's where yeah, GEOs was. You're were You're absolutely made. right. You're absolutely right. So is this the new GEO storm? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's where my head There went. you go. That's funny. But
0: honestly, I think it's GM and Toyota, uh-huh. mid-engine. Yeah. It would be some small engine from Toyota. Uh-huh. It would be magnetic ride from GM. Honestly, probably... Uh, GM chassis tuning, could yeah, probably yeah. Toyota styling and Toyota chasing the fact that it needs to be small.
1: Ooh, and the Fiero, the Fiero could be cool. It was. It just. It could be
0: the It'll be uh, the new MR2 and the and the I guess the Chevrolet Fiero.
1: Oh, this is this is. Gold. I'm, st- I'm staying I right like there. I like that a lot. Wow. Okay, so we're going to finish things off with a track daily crush from Uh-oh. David Elfring. Lime Scooter? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I see where we're going.
1: Hoverboard? Okay. Or the very tiny nine bot Go-Kart, that little tiny thing. Hmm. Where do we go on this? Well, I can tell you, David, right away, that lime gets crushed and burned, and then you scrape the ashes together and pound those with a hammer and bury them out in the Nevada desert. How do you feel about that, Paul? And any bird or lime, That that's what happens with that. I would track the hoverboard, because hoverboard on track... <laughs> <laughs> and the nine is small but good enough to drive daily honestly that's where I'm, at. I'm I'm leaving you there <laughs> leaving you with that that's awesome well done guys thanks a million for your questions we're always really really appreciative of them and Very and it's fun. you guys that run it honestly yeah for sure your questions for so sure compliments to all of you we're definitely looking forward to next time cheers everyone